Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're glad that you've decided to join us today. My name is Jonathan, and we have back with us Gigi Hopkins, our Wives Care Coordinator. So how are you doing, Gigi? Doing very well, thanks. Good. Good to so be here. We, uh, in the previous episode that we had with Gigi, we were really going through these uh, real questions from real wives. These are questions that have come from wives that are just seeking help to try to figure out what do you do when you're uh, dealing with uh, betrayal by your your husband, um, and how do you begin to kind of process that? So we've gotten a, a lot of good questions from wives. Before we uh, continue on with these questions, I just wanted to let you know, as we do periodically, we're a listener-supported broadcast, so that means the only way you're hearing us or seeing us is because we just have uh, generous and faithful partners that have come alongside to support us. And if you'd like to just uh, help us out and see our ministry continue to expand into new regions and areas, uh, please go to puresexradio.com and click on the donate link, and you can learn about all the various ways that you can support this outreach. So with that, Gigi, why don't we continue on? Um, we, we were getting so involved in, in the questions last time that you were here, uh, yeah. time got away from us. But it was good because I feel like uh, we mm-hmm. want to try to be thorough and as helpful as possible with these questions because, I mean, the, you know, one of the things I always have to remember when I'm looking at a at a piece of paper that is showing me words from mm-hmm. someone who's asking a question is behind those words is a real person, like mm-hmm. is a person with a family and with, you know, there's somebody's daughter or son. They've maybe got kids themselves. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're living life. And... I don't want to just look at it as something academic where it's like, okay, let me look at this question and give some kind of sterile, stagnant answer, but go, this is a real life that is struggling and wanting some help and some answers. So um, let's continue on then. Mm -hmm. You had some questions here that were kind of in that category of, do I leave or do I stay? And that's probably a very real struggle for many wives in these situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I have some comments here that um, more comments than questions, right? But uh, someone says, I've been separated from my husband for over a year. Serial infidelity and porn addiction. He has not gotten expert help. Looking for a direction in planning my next steps in connecting in community. Mm. So that's one person. Yeah. So let's try to maybe unpack, you want to unpack that one first. Mm-hmm. And then, so um, this is, this is unfortunately not an uncommon scenario mm-hmm. that we hear in our ministry where even after uh, a, a guy's addiction is exposed, mm-hmm. he's unwilling to do anything about it, right. which in, in my mind is sometimes fascinating because I'm like, well, Either either do something that's going to pursue health or why didn't he just hit the road? You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm amazed at how many men, even after they've been uh, found out, uh, don't have any reaction whatsoever. They just keep doing what they're doing. And I think that just illustrates the delusional path that addiction can take a person on mm-hmm. is where you really do think you're invisible. You're, um, uh, you know, not invisible. You really think you're invincible. 
you really do think that the world revolves around you mm-hmm. and that you should just get whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And so there's just so much delusional thinking. And that's one of the things that yeah. I would I would really say to this wife is really begin to draw specific lines that separate you from his delusion. Mm-hmm. In other words, it's so many wives kind of can get sucked into the delusion where they start thinking, am I going crazy? Am I the irrational one here? You know, and so I think mm-hmm. it's important that she get into a community of women that not not for the sake of, you know, husband bashing, but for the sake of clarity on where are those lines of delusional thinking and and living that he's in and you need to have a boundary there that says I'm not going to enter into your delusion anymore. Um how would right. you how would you respond to that? Yeah, a couple scenario? of things um stand out to me here is that you're looking for direction and planning your next steps in connecting community. I mean, just by some of her wording too, that he wasn't looking, he didn't look for expert help that shows that you are aware that someone dealing with this, you need to get specific help for uh, with specialists that understand what sex addiction and mm-hmm. um and brokenness it is so good for you and that um i i it's never too late i'm just so happy that you want to connect with community because that will really be empowering to you understanding better what you're dealing with having people that it's a no judgment zone you know judgment free zone that you can share and process your feelings and get clarity I know that a lot of us ladies really need that space that um, you can talk to other people and maybe have what what we used to call in my support group was battle buddies, you mm-hmm. know, people that were in the battle and they, they were dealing with similar th- situations and that we could at a moment's notice call and ask, you know, pray for me. Let's, this is what I'm dealing with. So. Well, and also... You know, she says she's been separated for over a year. And so I think it's very commendable that she is saying she recognizes her need for community because, again, it's just as uh, dangerous and unhealthy for a wife in the situation to become isolated. It's the worst. Because then it's one thing for him to remain stuck kind of in his delusional thinking of addiction, but then she can also, in isolation, start to form her own delusional thoughts about her pain and about yes. some of those kinds of things. So community on both sides of the equation for mm-hmm. the husband and the wife is so essential for health. So important. And just being around people who are pursuing health, who are getting healthier, and hopefully the leaders are in a healthier place. And, mm-hmm. you know, so all of that will impact your perspective. So, um Encourage you to pursue that with all that you have. Yeah. So what's the next? And then another comment, comment was, I'm trying to decide if I should stay in my marriage. This is my husband's third relapse. I know if I stay, we will need to have polygraphs periodically. Okay. This is always an interesting mm-hmm. question. And this is another one of those areas where I used to draw super hard lines in the past, and now I'm like, why am I making decisions for other people? You make your own decision about this kind of stuff. I have an opinion about it, but I can't decide for anybody about polygraphs. I lean towards not liking 
the whole polygraph idea. I get it because of the the pain and the fear mm -hmm. that a wife has. But I have, it, from the husband's side of things, I have yet to see polygraphs really build trust. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like, okay, it can, it can indicate where somebody is in terms of their speech, their behavior, those kind of, it can give you some facts mm -hmm. about what a person is doing or not doing. Mm -hmm. um, but w we know that facts alone don't transform the heart. Facts alone do not rebuild trust. You know, facts alone do not build intimacy in a relationship. So there's a point at which the whole polygraph system just, it can only go so far. But again, I'm saying that understanding everybody out there has their own decision to make about that. Right. Um, but I would say the key thing here is the fact that this is a, a third relapse. There's, there's still a pattern. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, in, in a situation like this with very little information, mm -hmm. I personally, if I was sitting in front of this wife or in front of this couple, I would want to really unpack more of the details about the relapse. Um, because there can be a whole wide spectrum of what a wife will define as a relapse <laughs> versus what a husband or even a counselor might define as a relapse. Because mm -hmm. I think one of the things we see a lot of times when, uh, when a couple is seeking to go through recovery and restoration and all that, would you not say that there's many wives that come to that with a perfectionistic mindset towards what health mm -hmm. and growth mm -hmm. and maturity and integrity look like. So mm -hmm. anything that might deviate from perfect mm -hmm. is like, okay, that's it. We're, you know, and the yeah. pressure sometimes that puts on a husband don't, don't, and don't mishear me. I'm not saying we loosen the standards of morality or truth. No, truth is still true. We are still called to righteousness before God but we have to recognize that that is something that is produced in us through Christ, not something that we just pull up our bootstraps and try harder at. Mm -hmm. And because of that, recovery is always a journey of stumbling in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot going on in this one little comment that I would want to explore a little bit more because I'd want to say not to diminish the fact that there's been some kind of failure on mm -hmm. his part, but to see maybe what's the what's the overall pattern in his recovery mm -hmm. are we talking about third relapse meaning what's the span of time here that we've had between relapses what's the span of time from uh you know when he first started recovery and so there's a lot of other things that could indicate well is growth actually happening and these are some stumblings that are happening along the way and and is he getting up and confessing and repenting and doing the right things to respond and learn from those failures, mm -hmm. or is he kind of staying lazy and apathetic and, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So I think there's more to explore here. But, oh, yeah. Um, I mean, this but is... I, I would still say that when it comes to the polygraph thing, that's totally her call to make, but just recognize it has limitations in terms of what it can do for your relationship. Yeah. Right. And I, um, I'm not sure what kind of expert help she's having. Uh, because, you know, by God's, again, provision and sovereignty, he gives us different uh, people to work with in, in a situation like this. So if your counselor is someone that 
does use polygraphs and does it well, right? It could be an asset. Mm -hmm. And I've seen uh, some some wives and husbands who found both of them helpful to have that as part of their journey. So, and, and then again, there are so many variations, like you're saying, you know, and uh, there's acting out that's high risk. There's lying that is compulsive lying. So dealing with all these, that's why it's working with a good counselor can really help discern what is, what would be helpful for you to restore some trust mm. there, right? So, yeah, and I think it's just important to to recognize that there's multiple components here. There's her individual healing that has to go on in terms of her dealing with her pain and the and the anger and the fear and those things. And much of that she can actually deal with with God and some other women. There's then the issue of him, like what mm -hmm. is he doing in his recovery? How is he responding to these relapses? Uh, what's the community and the connections and the accountability he has? And then there's the two of them, the relationship. What are the, what have been the patterns historically that of brokenness in their relationship, even separate from this sexual betrayal, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So there's all kinds of layers to this that go into the overall restoration of a relationship um, mm, that sure. I think need to be, need to be looked at. And then, and then, in terms of this question of should she stay or should she go, those I think those are all factors that contribute to that decision of mm -hmm. whether or not she stays or goes, and that's ultimately her choice. True. All right. Here's another one. Um, this is the third affair my husband has had, and I'm looking for answers to know if he can be healed or if I need to walk away. I guess I'm at the point where I want out. It feels like we're doomed no matter what we do. So I might as well move on. Mm. Again, this is one of those things where it's it's her call, right? Mm -hmm. the, 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 the warning or the caution that I would give a wife in this situation, because this is, you know, another common scenario that we have is like, this is multiple times, you know, um, she has a, 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 you might say she has a right biblically, you know, she has an allowance to end that marriage because of the sexual immorality and unfaithfulness. But the caution I would give is that sometimes the desire for being out of that relationship is in and of itself, not going to be the thing that heals her heart. Mm -hmm. So it might bring some relief from that person in terms of the pain that he's been inflicting upon her, but she will still have to go through a journey of personal healing. And what I see happen too often is when a wife chooses to leave and divorces her husband and has an initial kind of sense of relief because there's not the immediate proximity of the person who had been hurting her. She then sometimes can misinterpret the, the quote unquote good feeling of kind of being quote free as then thinking that her heart is healed. Mm. And I think that can be dangerous because the things that, that are still broken in her 
are needing to be addressed. And when I say broken in her, I don't mean she's a cause of his issues. Or mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is there's pain. The things that that pain has even brought up in her, the things that that, that pain has done to her, um, those are still issues that will have to be addressed for her to get to a place of stability and health in her life, even if she leaves. Mm-hmm. And that would just be my word of caution to a person that's considering that. What would be your comment on that? Yeah. Um, I think that one thing we've, we believe here is just that you, you, it's one of those decisions that you don't want to do too fast or when you're very, um, in a very delicate emotional state, mm-hmm. right? Um, giving yourself time and there are options too, though. Uh, and you've had a MJ Dennis here mm-hmm. recently on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast about, uh, Therapeutic separation. Therapeutic yeah. separation. That's a real good option that could give some room for both you and, and your husband to pursue some individual healing before working on the marriage more, you know. So, um, but as we, we've said too, that, you know, everyone has their limits. God knows our limits. And uh, there there may be some situations that you're ready and you feel like, the Lord has released you from this relationship. Um, that's really mm-hmm. up for you to to decide, right? Yeah. But um, and I would say on this too, the question of her wanting to know if her husband can be healed. Well, mm-hmm. absolutely, we believe in the power of God to transform lives. Here's what we've found, though. Um, you know, I love to tell the story of the prodigal son. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the story of this son that's totally self-centered, give me what's mine, takes it off, squanders it in wild living, including prostitution and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, eventually just keeps falling and falling and falling and falling farther and farther and farther away until he finds himself one day as a little as a Jewish boy in a pigsty envying a pig, like feeling lower than a pig. Mm-hmm. And that's the point when brokenness occurs. Right. And that's when he remembers his father and he's got humility and contrition and he makes a plan for making amends. The thing is, is that absolutely anyone can be healed of their brokenness and their sin, but it requires a broken heart. It requires a broken spirit, if I could put it that way, Mm -hmm. that recognizes and admits I have gotten myself into this mess mm-hmm. and I am broken and desperate and then comes to the father humbly. And so mm-hmm. I would say that while healing is absolutely possible, there is a huge responsibility that that husband has to be broken. Mm-hmm. And there's, um, and, and that's the thing that I think is necessary to look for to see if change is actually happening is not just look to see if behaviors are changing, but is language changing? Mm. Is he starting to speak differently about you and about life and about God? Um, is his community changing? Is he moving out of isolation? And is he saying, I'm, I'm, you know, is he, is he initiating contact with other men? to really begin seeking to grow. So those are some things that I think need to be looked for to see if real change is happening. And uh, because if this is the third affair, then there's probably been seasons where this wife has been told things 
by her husband to cause her to believe he's changing. Mm -hmm. But looking for patterns of language, looking for true contrition and brokenness and humility and looking for his, his initiating pursuit of authentic community, those are things that begin to show you something is changing in his life, not just he's telling you what you want to hear so that he can keep doing what he wants to do. Right. It's it's about actions and not just words, right, mm -hmm. Jonathan? And uh, again, we keep pointing because we're talking here to wives and pointing to towards your own healing, much needed healing journey and how much that will give you an understanding of what you're dealing with um, and becoming healthy yourself, you know, and taking good stands and, and boundaries, um, all of that comes from a place of health, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so can't say enough of, about that because that's the most empowering place for a wife to be right. is focused on her, on her journey. So you've got a couple of comments here from wives talking about kind of feeling stuck or alone. So why don't you share those? Yeah. Oh, um, one says, I don't want to smear my husband in the mud, but at the same time, I am so tired of keeping his secret of being addicted to porn. I have stuffed the pain so far down, it seems easier to keep it there, but I know that it needs to be dealt with. I'm just not sure how. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. So, uh, this is one of those situations where, you know, I usually don't like uh, the term enabling, you know, I usually don't like that term, but essentially this sounds like a wife is sort of being coerced or forced by her husband to say, keep this a secret, you know, <laughs> that's dangerous. It's dangerous for him. It's dangerous for her. And it's certainly not good for the relationship. So I think there is a need for this woman to be able to speak out, not from the rooftops, not, you know, on her Facebook page or anything like that, but to be able to say, I've got to get with some trusted friends. I need to see a counselor or a pastor, and I can't keep this in the dark anymore. I'm not, it's not about trying to um, disrespect my husband, but it's about saying, we have a cancer in our relationship. And I, I don't, I don't want to be infected by this. Can I want healing from this mm -hmm, cancer. And mm -hmm. so her, her to be able to get the support that she needs. Now to this husband, I would say, buddy, you need to hit your knees. You need to confess and repent. And this is, you know, we're told in scriptures that we are, we were made to walk in the light, mm -hmm. not having deceitfulness in us because essentially if he, and he might say, but my wife knows. Yeah. But what you're doing is you're trying to keep this as a couple's secret. Right. And that is, that's, you're, you're infecting your relationship with a cancer. Mm -hmm. And again, like I've said before, he needs men. He mm -hmm. needs to confess to some men. And a lot of guys believe that if they've just confessed to God, that that's all that's necessary. Mm -hmm. uh, but God didn't design us for that. He says, confess your sins to one another. Right. so that you may be healed. And so I would say that this wife needs her own community to process, and then he also needs to step out into the light and stop hiding his secret. Yeah, and there are so many things about healing that takes you out of your comfort zone, mm -hmm. right? All the more when it has to do with secrecy that has gone on for so long. So to get out of that 
feels uncomfortable for everybody, <laughs> uh, including the wife. I mean, I don't con I don't have contact with many wives that would say, "I can't wait to just talk about this." No, absolutely. No, you know, people don't like to even acknowledge that that's part of their reality, right? So it takes a lot of courage. Um, but I recall earlier in my journey that that was a hump that I had to get over with, along with my husband. And it was hard for him that I had some people, trusted people. These are people that were, had some maturity um, in their lives and um, that were for me and for my husband. And they were focusing mainly on my and as I was speaking to them, they were focusing on helping me to deal with my circumstances. Mm -hmm. So that's the the best uh, kind of support that you need, right? And so when we had to address uh, that with someone else that was overseeing us, and my husband expressed his discomfort in me sharing, you know, this person, I remember him saying, if she doesn't, she's going to explode. Right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, and that was validating because it's so true that I needed to have a. It's not just about his problem. This is our problem, right? You know, he's not the only one impacted. I'm hugely impacted. So that's one thing we have to get over. It's it's not just about his secret. This is a marriage. And I do think there are ways to do this respectfully. So yes. when you're talking to a counselor, maybe you see a pastor, or maybe you're getting even just some girlfriends that are trusted. Um, I think it is important to be uh, specific in the sense of like, I'm carrying pain because, uh, you know, my husband has not been doing well with pornography. But I do not think it is helpful to then try to go into details or make it about, you know, trying to unpack everything about him. Because mm -hmm. this is what I hear her saying here is she's saying, I've stuffed the pain mm. so far down. This is pain she's carrying. So her, her reasoning mm -hmm. for going to seek out help and community with others is to help with her pain, mm -hmm. not to drag her husband in yes. there and say, let's, let's just, you know, rip him to pieces. She needs to say why her pain is there. Right. But she can still do that in a way that respects her husband because the fact that she even says, I don't want to smear my husband in love. This is a woman who loves her husband. Yes. And so, I, but I think she still needs to come into the light for her own healing, right? Absolutely. And so you can do that in ways that are still respectful of your husband. Respect doesn't mean it's always comfortable. Oh, no. But respect <laughs> means I'm not going to malign. I'm not mm -hmm. going to... Um, I'm not going to erase or diminish his dignity, but mm -hmm. I am going to be honest about the pain that's... About the that, reality. That, that's there, yeah. Yeah. So, so what's this other... We've got time for one more comment here on the yeah. kind of feeling stuck and alone. I am feeling alone. I have confided in one friend to talk to about the situation, but besides that, I'm feeling like I have no one to talk to. So... Oh... That you know, this last theme does strike a chord with me, and it makes me uh, feel your pain. Mm -hmm. And I also want to tell you that you don't have to stay there. That uh, isolation is the worst option because you're dealing with so many emotions and intrusive thoughts, as we've seen in these, and um, you're gonna need 
spaces, safe healing spaces to be able to share your heart and to sort through what's in your heart. Yeah. You know, I recall when I had these safe people that I talked to and they were one, two, you know, um, just hearing myself, they often didn't say very much, which is awesome because they weren't trying to just fix me or give me a quick, you know, an easy advice or something. Uh, but just hearing myself brought clarity. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I love about life coaching is that right. it does, you know, just helping people reflect and think through things and process verbally helps them see uh, what they're dealing with. Um, So, And I think this is a good, uh, we're going to have to wrap up here, but this is a good time to direct this wife and and any wives out there that are feeling alone actually to the wivescare.com website because uh, we have a wivescare basics webinar that's coming up on March 25th. That's a kind of an entry point to begin to learn how to get better connected to resources, but also to other women and, and wives. Um, and then, of course, there's other resources on the wivescare.com website that can help a wife begin to know how to take those next steps to either start her journey or continue in her journey of healing and community. And if I can just put in a word for the wivescare groups, mm-hmm. that is a terrific place to start getting out of isolation, not just with um, the facilitators, but mainly with the attendees. Mm -hmm. I'm so, um, we're doing two right now and in April, we're going to offer three, Lord willing. Uh, but just the, the comments that they make and the way they impact on each other's lives, uh, it's so beautiful to see. So you get a sense, you know, of companionship for the journey there. It's a good start. Mm -hmm. Um, so Check that out on uh, wivescare.com on the group uh, option. Yeah, the care groups option. The care groups, yeah. So thanks again, Gigi, for bringing this and for for encouraging these wives. And and wives out there, we hope that this has been encouraging. And like I said, if you need more help for the journey, just go to wivescare.com and uh, certainly reach out to us. If you have more questions or different questions, we want to come alongside and help you. But listeners, we're always glad that you're with us, and we look forward to seeing you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Take care. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.